Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. I wanted to start off with this. If you've done the Healthy Foundations Family Program, you probably know what this is, what this is from. So which is what we say in the program, who's in charge? Parents are in charge all the time or some of the time, all the time. Why? To keep kids safe. So this is, I wanted to start off with that because I think it can be really confusing for some parents as they start doing this program where we're telling you that parents are in charge and we're telling the kids that parents are in charge. And by and large, we're dealing with a lot of kids that that want to be in control. And there's a lot of different reasons for that. And so we're going to talk about some of that as well. But I really want to talk to you as the parents about about what that means. You know, is is being in charge, parents are in charge, the same as being controlling and and why I see it differently than just being this authoritative, um, authoritarian type style of parenting. So on the controlling side of things, there's, and you might not even be aware that you're doing this, but, and and the thing is, is that if you find yourself in this, because I I think that we all find ourselves at different times in different battles of, of power struggles and fighting for control of a situation, especially the more anxious we get about it. Um, so if you find yourself in that, then, you know, it's good to recognize it, right? But if you see yourself, you know, in the things that we're going to talk about, you're like, gosh, I do that all the time. It's, this is really not to, not to shame or blame or anything. It's to give information so that we can make the changes that we need to be made in order to help our kids because parents need to be in charge. Why? To keep kids safe. So I want to keep going back to that, you know, as we go through this. So so first of all, just realize like you may not even be aware that you're doing it because when you're in a power struggle, like you're you're not thinking about that. So, you know, some other things about controlling is um, it is when you assert yourself over other people. It can be sometimes through manipulating, like you're trying to change the environment, you're trying to change um, the situation. Um, but usually it has to do with, with dominating or exerting power or control over, over someone else. Um, but it can also be um, being really critical. And it can also be using guilt or shame, um, blaming, you know, some different things like that, you know, can be part of, of being controlling. And control, being controlling is driven by fear and anxiety. You want to feel in control so that you feel safe. And so this is really for a lot of people, our kids that that I primarily work with, um, it's a trauma response to want to be in control of everything, but it may be a trauma response for you as well. So you're getting triggered and then you start really fighting for that control because nobody wants to just feel that fear and no one wants to feel um, that anxiety and so that 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 anger or that feeling of control that dominating feeling you know where you start feeling like uh, you're gonna do it or else you know um, that's that comes out of that fear and anxiety and and so you you have to take the time to understand why you're feeling that way um, 
And the other thing about being controlling is it's not about the other person. You know, we say, we ask why parents are in charge and it is to keep kids safe, but being, but controlling everything that's happening with, you know, trying to control your kids, trying to control the environment, you know, um, then even things that, that we know in our logical mind, we can't control. It's, it's not about keeping the kids safe. It is about you. It's, you know, when you say things like, I don't like the tone that you're using and I don't like it when you're disrespectful and, you know, and it's not, it's not like you're saying this in a nice way. Like I said it a hundred times nicer than how I've heard it said to, to other, to kids and, or how I've even, you know, said that maybe said that to my own kids, you know, or that other people, you know, in that moment. So this, remember that when you're being controlling, it's about you and you're, you're protecting yourself in some way. And that's when we tend to demand respect. Um, but you're you're not being nice or respectful in how you're doing it. And it really is about how it's making you feel because of how this other person is acting. And so, you know, a lot of things get said. I have a whole list of connecting words and, and disconnecting words. I think we might go over some of those if we have time tonight. But just keep, I think just realizing like this is about me. Like, why am I getting upset? You know, why why is this bothering me? Are some good questions to ask yourself um, when you can feel that coming out inside of you. Um, so the other part is that it's it it's also important to recognize that this is emotional immaturity, and it's harmful. It's the the studies of this this kind of parenting where we're trying to dominate is is very harmful for our kids. And it's harmful for us and all in all of our relationships. So it's something that we definitely want to work on as as just decent people, you know, human beings. So, um, you know, there's in in the controlling, there's putting down, blaming, accusing. You always act like this, um, or you never are like this except for at this time, you know. And it's it's pointing. It's like pointing out to, you know, somebody like their, their flaws, basically, because you're, you're kind of coming over the top of them kind of in this dominating or putting down kind of way. And, um, then you may, that may not have been your intent, intent, intention. And, and I get that, but it has to change in order for this, this to change, because usually it's directed at a child that you, that you want to change. Like you want them to change. I don't like your attitude or um, you, you're not going to use that tone of voice with me. Um, you know, all of these kind of like really assertive, you know, pointing out kind of behaviors, but you you can't force somebody to make those changes. And so that's, that's where it gets dicey, right? Like I'm saying that I want you to be in charge and, and that parents are in charge. And I believe me, there's nothing in, in me that wants your child to continue to be disrespectful and defiant and all of those things, but but we can't change it until we change the way that you're interacting with that. So um, just being aware of it, you know, things that we say that um, where we blame other people for uh, for us being triggered, right? You make me so mad or, you know, you're, you're really irritating me right now. And, you know, all those things that might be true. It might be how you feel, but the truth is, is that you have to be in control of your own emotions. You feel so angry and so taken advantage of or so disrespected that now you're getting out of control. And so when we start to get out of control and we see this with our kids as they start to lose control, 
they start grasping for it in in ways that show us that they're physically out of control. We do that as adults too. Um, we may not start, you know, flailing things around, but I've seen, you know, parents like upset, you know, and, you know, throw a toy across the room or yelling at their kids that they're being disrespectful or because they're swearing or, you know, all of these kind of things. And yet, and yet this is what they're mad about, right? Is that this is how the child is acting. And, and, you know, I mean, it does help to have a sense of humor because I think that sometimes we have to realize like, oh, you know, we, we do that, right? Like we're human and we have these human moments and, and, um, and so I'm not here to like put anybody down. I've had my moments, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, t- I'll tell on myself here. I remember one time, so I used to run a nonprofit organization and I had the name of the organization on the side of my, um, my suburban and all my kids in the, in the car. Luckily, I think the windows are probably tented, but has my, you know, the name of the organization and our, our phone number on the side of the car and we're in traffic and the kids are just losing it and I'm starting to lose it. And I remember I'm like yelling at my kids, you know, to, you know, stop acting like that or stop fighting with each other or stop throwing stuff, whatever it was they were doing. And I just had to, I realized like, oh my gosh, like I, I, you know, I run this organization. (laughs) I'm like totally not the best person to be with kids right now. (laughs) And I remember just kind of laughing about it. And I was, I was telling a friend about it later. I was, I was like, tell, you know, just like, oh my gosh, I just totally just had a horrible moment with my kids. And like, here's all these, like I'm in traffic with this, you know, organization. I'm probably thinking like, we would never send our kids there. And somebody said, well, nobody knows for sure what the organization is. And they probably think that those kids are from the group home. (laughs) They probably needed, you know, to be told or whatever. But, you know, so we all have those moments, but this is about also being, I think that also part of being human is that we're working on ourselves and we're working on our relationships. And I don't think it ever stops. I think that we can always get better. And I think that the more we know, the better we do. And so I'm, I'm giving you information so that you can make those changes because if we want our kids to make those changes, we've, we've got to make the changes. So if you're, um, if you're feeling you know, so angry and so disrespected and so taken advantage of by your kids and you're just ready to lose it, you know, almost all the time, like your trigger is really short. And and yet the thing that you're really upset about is how short your kids' triggers are and stuff, you know, their, their, their fuse, how short their fuses are. That's, it's, it's going to be a problem. Like it really does kind of come, come back around. And so the person that has to make the changes is going to have to be the adults that are in the home, as hard as it is. And that's the other thing is, you know, we need to realize like this is hard, right? Like it's hard to change the way that you say things. It's hard to change the way that you approach things. It's hard to, to change the way you deal with chaos. And yet we're we're wanting the kids to make these changes. So I think just recognizing that, you know, if if you if you're struggling to make the changes, the kids are too. And just because you make the changes doesn't mean it's going to be, they're going to just automatically make the changes. Like it's going to take some time and practice for them too. So um, some other things about being controlling is um, it looks, it's also could be micromanaging. So it's like you're, you give the kids a, a task to do, and then you keep 
adding more to it. It's like, you know, oh, and you didn't do this and you did that. You're kind of standing over them, micromanaging every part of it rather than this is what we're going to do and, and teaching and coming alongside. And also I think it's important to note that shame can sometimes look like perfection, right? Perfectionism. So it's like, well, I just want them to do it right. It's like, that's, that's not the goal of what we're doing here. Like we're not, we're, we're, if we're, if we want a chore done right, then we are in the teaching mode and we're showing them and then we're allowing them to practice. So it's like, if you, if you're helping your child to learn how to do math or learn how to do, you know, schoolwork and you're standing over them and you're correcting like, no, 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 you did that wrong. No, 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 you missed that, you know, and all that, like they're going to lose hope and they're not going to keep working on learning how to do it. So you're, you're teaching them, you show them, and then you allow them the space to practice and do it. And you want to be encouraging about what they did do. Otherwise it's coming from a place of shame and it looks like perfectionism, but perfectionism is, is shame is a disguise for shame. And, and so sometimes it's, it's our, our own shame, like what, what will, you know, like I want it done right, you know, kind of, kind of thing. And so we have to really evaluate that in ourselves. Cause remember this controlling behavior comes out of our own fear and anxiety, um, responses and our own trauma responses. So when we find ourselves in those tower struggles, like we got to be able to take a step back and be like, okay, why is this bothering me so, so much? Right. And the younger your kids are, sometimes the easier it is to do that. It's a lot harder when your kids are, are, you know, older and they're, they're arguing with you, you know, nine-year-old girls can pitch a pretty good argument. Um, but I think, you know, teen, teens are, can be, you know, they can suck you into those power struggles and you can be arguing, but you're really arguing with somebody that's really, you're both kind of being in, you're both kind of in your reactive part of your brain, which is kind of your toddler part. So if you think about like, I'm, I'm not going to argue with a toddler. And so I want to talk a little bit about how we can let go of that, um, without it just being like, like you're just giving up or like you're rolling your eyes, you know, it's like you're, you're still, con you're still controlling it by, by the way you're behaving. Like you're trying, now you're trying to be like, fine, whatever, you know, is not, is still, is still controlling. It's not just being in control and dealing with it. So there's a, there's a difference. So let's talk about what it means to be in control. So part of what, what happens when people are able to be in control is that and, and I'll just talk about it in the terms of parenting. What we want you, when we say parents are in charge, we're saying that we that you have control of the household without being controlling. You have that. You are the parent. You are the mother or the father or, you know, like you are the adult. Nobody has to, they don't have to give you respect in order for you to be that. You already are. And part of what we do in the Healthy Foundations Family Program is we really work hard to help you to have that confidence that you can have the confidence that you that you are the parents and that you can make the decisions. And so it doesn't have to be this demand like I'm in charge. Who's in charge? I'm in charge, right? It's like no, you are. You are in charge. You are in control. You can do this. Um, so it comes from this place of knowing that that you have the power to create the family that you want and to set the standard for the family. You cannot demand that your kids, you know, use better language, that they treat you with respect, that they're kind, you know, all these things. You can't demand that and not come from it at that place yourself. You're, you're going to have to model it and you have to show it. So to be in charge is not the same as dominating. 
that comes from confidence and it comes from calm, even in the midst of chaos. Does it mean you're going to be perfectly calm? No, like it's okay to tell your kids, no, that's not, I'm not, we're not doing that, you know, and, and set those boundaries or be firm or to, or to even just say, hey, we need to stop, you know, is, is fine. But it's not, it's not like when they, when they roll your eye, their eyes at you and then you lose it because they're being disrespectful. That's, that's you wanting to control how they feel about you being in control. <laughs> and so it can slip really easily. Like you might do two or three times of like, well, I handled this really well. I handled this well. Then I lost it, you know. So that's why it's so important to really notice because it can just be so, you know, it, it will help you to relax as a person when you can just have the confidence. Like, and this is the... Yeah, so let me let me finish with this, and then I'll kind of talk about some of the things that we do that help you to to gain that control. So it's it's also people that are in control realize that they cannot control others. Um, they can't control other people's emotions. You cannot control their tone. Um, they're not going to even be able to control their reactions. We are we want to teach them how to respond. We want to teach them how to give a good response. We want to teach them what we expect them to do. But we cannot force them this and we're we're not going we can't we, even by telling them like you better change your attitude young lady you know it's like good luck you know like the if, if somebody you know usually you know the people that i work with you know are mostly strong-willed themselves like nobody's going to change your attitude by just saying that like you have to come at it from this place of understanding and so it's just important to keep that in mind that that's kind of what it's going to take Thanks for listening to The Parenting Bridge. Do you want to learn more about building a bridge to better behaviors? Pick up a copy of Dr. Michelle Alden's new book, Parenting Emotionally Distressed Kids. Or for more resources, you can click on the link for Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or a question for Dr. Alden, there's a link in the notes. We'll see you next time. And remember, things can always get better.